Welcome, one and all, to the mystical world of Felbar. Adventures abound throughout this realm, and we appreciate the opportunity to regale you with some stories from these trails. These accounts are all based on actual RPG experiences that occurred within Adventures in Felbar. Some of these tales may be for mature audiences, while others may be for very immature audiences. We now present the sage Mikas Tumo from Tamel, also known as the Bard of Felbar. Welcome to Session Fartook-124. The last episode featured the party returning to Dockside below Phoenix under cover of darkness. Henrik pointed out that the fight was not his and he would need to step away, wishing the party good luck. Tonia went into Dockside and obtained some items to conceal the quartet's identity before being told to remain on the folly with Bulger. The original heroes moved through the muddy streets only to discover that the Johan the Lone Shark's lair had been burned to the ground. A brief discussion revealed that the Ginger Dwarf had been arrested, as had the High Bishop. The situation in Phoenix appeared to be tenuous and bleak, and the party realized that they would be on their own to resolve the problems in the Metropolis. We rejoin them as they get back aboard the Folly and fill in the other two members of the group. Johan arrested, scoffed Tanya. That guy was a shit. I'm glad he's behind bars. Fargus concurred, but pointed out that he was the most likely source to get the group into the city undetected. The young woman inquired if the others had gone to the city gates to see if there was an issue, but confirmed that they had not. A loud growl from Bulger's stomach indicated that he had other issues, and they all nodded in appreciation. Sister Elaine suggested that they discreetly go to a tavern and pick up some food. The ropes were double-checked and confirmed that the vessel wasn't going anywhere, and the group headed back into Dockside. Tonia's head bobbed left and right, and it was clear that she had grown up in the region and was having memory flashbacks pour over her. Repository of Ruination or the Lucky Club? inquired Lady Irena, as both were in close proximity. Gabe recalled the large fight that they had had caused at the former and pointed out that the latter might be a better place to hide in. Sister Elaine agreed, but pointed out that the barmaid at the repository had been quite fond of Cabe and had received a healthy compensation for the problems they had started. If she's still there, she may be able to give us more background on the problem in the city, stated the cleric. Healthy. Yeah, that's right. As I recall, she was quite healthy as well, grinned Cabe as the two women shook their heads. It was agreed that they would go to the repository of ruination, get some food, and possibly some information. With deep breaths, the group entered the establishment and found it to be sparsely occupied and quite somber in its mood. Spotting a large table open in the corner, Fargus guided everyone to that location. He placed Sister Elaine and Lady Irena against the wall so they could use spells while being defended if push came to shove. A familiar, buxom, red-headed waitress arrived to take their order. The group noticed the woman had a very deep scar on her face and an abrasive attitude. The orders were taken and a hint of recognition crossed the woman's face as she looked at the bard. No words were exchanged, but the group noticed the look. I don't like this one bit, pointed out Fargus. It's too risky. The Reverend Daughter pointed out that they would know soon enough and she kept a close eye on the waitress. Several minutes later, plates of hot food and cold libations were brought to the table. 
The waitress looked at Cave and then to the others. Do I know you? She inquired. The group feigned indifference but could tell that she was putting the pieces together. You were here months ago. You and that, that small guy started that huge fight. Yeah, I thought I recognized you. The group paled and were uncertain if the woman would be friend or foe, but her smile caused them to ease a bit. Yeah, I remember you now. You, pointing to Cabe, and you, pointing to Sister Elaine, you and the little man came in the next day and gave me the gold crowns. That and that adorable smile of yours, as she flirted with the half-elf. Their tensions easing, Sister Elaine leaned forward and spoke with a woman, asking about the concern covering the area. The waitress pointed out that ever since the High Bishop was arrested, all sorts of strange things had been going on. When asked about the burnt brewery, the woman explained that it was believed to have been retribution by the syndicate against Johann. They jailed the ginger man and killed most of him, his employees. I think the whole world is going to Hades some days, exclaimed the woman. When asked about the High Bishop, the woman confirmed that he had been arrested for embezzlement charges, but no one believed it. Pointing out that the syndicate was widely believed to be responsible for the woes, she pointed out that it should all come out tomorrow. Puzzled, the group asked why tomorrow was so special, and was told that Paul de Pot was due to come in town under heavy guard. It's not every day that the head of the syndicate pays a visit. Something must be going on. The waitress went on to explain that the large black vessel in the harbor belonged to the leader. Tonia slammed her fist down on the table, shaking the glasses, and repeated, Pull the pot is here? In Phoenix? Openly fuming, the group had never seen the woman so mad. Fire blazed in her eyes and her knuckles whitened as she breathed heavy and made fists. Jiminy, dearie, you need to take it easy. Whatever you have against the syndicate leader, you can forget about it. He has like 20 guards surrounding him at all times. You'll never come close to punching him like that table. Tony had jumped out of her chair and began to stomp around angrily. As she began to create a scene, Bulger told her to sit down lest she garner too much attention. Lady Irena asked the waitress why the syndicate leader was in town and all were shocked at her answer. I think he is here to speak with Lord Commander Roush. A chorus of Roush? was blurted out, causing the few patrons to look over to the table. Would that be Captain Rouch? inquired Fargus. The waitress nodded, but pointed out that he was Lord Commander of the city ever since the High Bishop was arrested. Seeing other patrons in need of service, she excused herself, leaving the group to sit in amazement at the turn of events within the walls of Phoenix. We close out this episode now, and give you our thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Bards Podcast. For everyone in Adventures at Philbar, thanks for listening.